All right, well, good evening, everyone. My name is Luke, and uh, I'm one of the pastors here, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's awesome to be here. Um, and I guess, uh, as Myra was saying, I was, I was wrong. <laughs> I couldn't remember which service was the crazy one, and it is, oh, it is the earlier one. The 7 o'clock is my favorite service, actually. You guys are my favorite, is what I'm trying to say. I really don't like everybody else, just you guys. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, I, uh, I am glad that we're all together. Um, hey, before we have a, a short Christmas message, I wanted to give a quick report. Um, if you've been, you know, around the vineyard for the last month, you know we've been doing Advent, and that's kind of, you know, what's going on here with the candles. Um, but we had our giving tree. Um, I think we did that the first Sunday of um, December. And so um, every year we've done this giving tree where we have ornaments on it and and on each one of the ornaments is, you know, a child's age and their sizes and then maybe some of the things that they want. And every single year we do that, um, you know, we have people in our church take an ornament home and then they purchase those things. And every year, uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I don't know, this is bad. I'm probably being a bad um, pastor right now, but I'm always like really like, oh man, we probably won't have, we won't meet all those needs. <laughs> like every year, I'm really worried about that. Every year without fail for the last five or six years, our church community gets all those ornaments, takes them all home, and buys everybody presents. Um, so I wanted to say, good job. Good, good job. <laughs> I like how you're like, good job, me. I'm so amazing. Anyway, uh, but here, listen to this. This is what, what happened this year. This is pretty cool. So we, we partnered with a couple of community um, organizations because you know, we've always wanted to work alongside our community rather than just do our own thing. And part of that is our, a, a little bit of a philosophy of ministry because I've noticed over the years um, that sometimes churches, rather than working with local organizations, they like do their own thing. And I, I always kind of find that baffling. So we partnered with First Five Tehama. We also partnered with the Tehama County Department of Ed School Readiness Program and United Way, and that's how we were able to do what I'm about to share. So overall, we um, ended up providing um, care packages and gifts for 20 different families in the community. We um, served and gave gifts to 26 parents, which is really great. And then we also were able to provide Christmas presents for 60 children, and I think that's awesome. But here's the, here is the really cool thing is, um, because of the donation from United Way, every single family that was participating in this um, opportunity for us to, to help them, um, they all got $500 gift cards because of United Way, which is, if you know anything about Christmas, $500 is awesome, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, how do we sign up for that? Um, anyway, so I just wanna say um, thank you. You know, we as a community um, were able to do that, and that's really, I think, great. So next year, you know, we'll do the same thing, and every single time we do it, it's just really, it really moves me just to be a part of a church community where we're not just talking about our faith, we actually put our faith into practice, and I think that's really important. So anyway, I'd like to pray and then uh, just share a few thoughts with you for a, a short three-hour three hour sermon. So, Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity we have to be together and um, I pray that uh, as we just spend a few minutes reading this passage of scripture and thinking about how we can apply it, Lord, I pray that you would guide that time. And I pray a blessing for everybody who's come, both uh, the earlier service and, and today, right now, Lord, at this time. 
And we just pray for safety and for your Holy Spirit's presence. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to read from the Gospel of Luke, and this is the Christmas story um, from Luke chapter 1. We're going to read chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, and then chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And so the author of this passage, the Gospel of Luke, is Luke. And it reads this. We read this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of the Lord will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who is now expecting a child, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. So this year um, marks, I think it's our, our fifth or sixth Christmas Eve. I was trying to figure out earlier, and I think it's our sixth Christmas Eve that we've been actually in Red Bluff and been a part of, of the Vineyard Church. And every single year for Christmas Eve, um, I, have, uh, I have a tradition. I'm developing a tradition where every single year I share what are my top five Christmas movies. Because every year it changes. Every year it changes. The first year I actually shared my top five of all time. And then the next year I was like, I changed my opinion. I think there's other movies out there. And so I want to share really quickly my 2021 top five Christmas movies. Have any of you been watching Christmas movies? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, today? Did you do it today? Yes, we did a few too. Um, but I, so I'm going to start from, from the fifth and work my way to number one. Okay. And this year, drum roll. I have a drum roll. Where's Addison? Okay. All right. This year, number five is going to be Die Hard. Okay. Die Hard has to be, it has to be in the top five. I'm almost positive that it's actually required by law to say that Die Hard is one of our favorite. So Die Hard is my number five. I, I think this is just hilarious that it's considered a Christmas movie. When I first heard it was a Christmas movie, I was like, that is 
is awesome. But on a serious level, number four for me this year, um, I watched recently is The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And I love this movie um, because I have at times been guilty of being a Grinch. My family has informed me. And uh, I joke around all the time about how like five or six years ago I got healed and I went from being bah humbug to like I actually really enjoy Christmas now and um, I am fine with playing Christmas songs before Thanksgiving even. Just wanna put that out there. I might be a heretic, it's possible. But my third favorite Christmas movie is uh, a new one this year and it's Four Christmases. Have you ever seen this one? You ha it is so funny um, because it's basically two people and both of their parents are divorced, and so they end up having to spend the day going and visiting four different families, and it's all the drama that goes along with that. And I love family drama. It is so entertaining, though. And there's a part in the movie when they go to a church, and the pastor comes out to, like, jock jams. It's like, and the pastor comes out, and I'm like, I hope that happens to me someday. Anyway, moving on. Number two, I thought long and hard about this. Uh, number two this year for 2021, my number two favorite Christmas movie is a, an old and a classic movie, but it's a Christmas story. Anybody seen this movie? Yeah. I have a BB gun in my bedroom, and every time I see it, I think about shooting my eye out. So, uh, And then this year, my number one, um, this was a hard one. Uh, it was, it was a toss-up between several, but my number one Christmas movie for this year is Home Alone 2. I love Home Alone too. Anybody else like that movie? Yeah. Okay. Hey, just let me make sure. Number one's good. That was on the list last year. Okay. How many of you have not seen Home Alone 2? Just out of curiosity. Okay. We can proceed with the sermon then. Okay. So I just want to make sure. All right. So I love Home Alone. I love Home Alone 2. And for me, when I think about this movie, like what are the things that like made me fall in love with it? Because I like Home Alone 1 a lot. I really do. But Home Alone 2 to me was like, it took it to the next level. There's just something different about Home Alone 2 that really, really I enjoyed. And for me, um, what I really found most entertaining about this movie was actually the hotel manager, the concierge, uh, Mr. Hector. You all remember Mr. Hector? Yeah, like I, I just always, I was like, man, because he knows, like if you know the movie, right, Kevin comes in and he's, he's got credit cards that are really not his and he's using them, but that concierge knows. He's like, I know what's going on here. He's always constantly trying to catch him and he, he struggles to, to do that the whole entire movie, right? And I just love it. So I love the whole entire thing. And I also love the fact that probably one of the best movie lines of all time appears in this movie when you have him playing you know, his little recorder, and he says, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. That is like, I'm like, oh, that's just priceless. I just love it. So for me, Mr. Hector in Home Alone 2 is, is really what makes the movie what it is. And I think that as I was, you know, kind of thinking about the text of Scripture that we read in, in this movie and in what he represents, I think it's possible that he's probably the most famous concierge or hotel manager that's ever been in a movie. Like when, when I actually was thinking about who is a, who's an innkeeper? Who is a, a, a person from you know, movies that manages a hotel? This is the guy that popped into, into my mind. And it's a Christmas movie, so it makes sense. But I love all the geriatrics of the movie of him trying to catch Kevin and going back and forth. But, but I think it's interesting because you know, he is probably the most famous innkeeper in, in movies. But when we think about who's like the most famous innkeeper of all time, 
like out of all of human history, who's the most famous, would you not agree that the, the innkeeper of the, 